we are back talking that badonkadonk. And today's episode is what it is all about, ultimate rebellion. But first, let's start with what it ain't about. You know how there are bands like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles uh, or Red Hot Chili Peppers? Then there are cover bands that go around and play those same hits, but for one one-hundredth the price and oftentimes one one-hundredth the quality. The cover bands, they are emulating, mimicking the band that you'd like to see, but they're making it much more affordable and maybe they're a local band. And they're giving you the Red Hot Chili Peppers for a huge discount. The entire existence of the cover band is to model and mimic the actual thing. The Chili Peppers or the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. So many of us, we live cover lives. Where we see that headliner, maybe it's quite literally on the cover of a magazine. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it is your boss. We see that that act that we want to emulate and we live our entire lives thinking in our heads, would they do this? Is this something I should do? Is this what they would do? Is this how they would do it? Just mimicking someone else's life and thinking that that is the good life. Vedanta, the, the philosophy of Vedanta, calls us to remember who we are, who we actually are. In a practical sense, that could be your swadharma, which this concept of swadharma is its a pillar within Vedanta, which swadharma is Sanskrit for your nature, to live within your nature. In fact, the philosophy goes so far as to say that it is better to die in your nature than it is to live in your paradharma, a foreign nature, something that isn't you. If you are, if you are built to be a mechanic and you are trying to make yourself out to be a, a doctor or a lawyer, by not listening to that, that inner voice that says, no, this is not my nature, we end up not serving our communities we end up not serving our families. We don't end up serving ourselves. And it can be quite scary to listen to that voice that might say, you're meant to be an artist and not in this investment-making job. Or you're meant to be a stay-at-home parent and not fighting up a corporate ladder. That swadharma from the practical sense, it is what allows you to not only live within your own natural wiring, but become an exemplar within your community of what living within your own nature can look like. When we do that, not only do we shine, because every part of us is wired for that role, but also everyone around us that's also living in these foreign roles, kind of forcing these these acts and based on some model that we have in our heads that we are mimicking. But when we actually live within our nature, our swadharma, then not only are we in a groove in life because we're wired for that, but we are giving implicit permission to everyone around us to also live within their own natures. Constantly chasing 
some carrot, maybe it's a financial compensation, some validation that we're seeking from someone that we might not even like, but we need that validation from them. And so we're forcing and contorting ourselves into a certain role or a certain path in life for those things. But to live within your swadharma, it is the ultimate rebellion to realize who you are and live within that truth. Ultimate rebellion. And I say that because it takes immense strength in a direction so few of us want to go in. Going against what others might want of us. People that, that love us. They might want something of us that it becomes the central tension of our lives, what they want for us and what we want for ourselves. But you are not serving them by living out a path they have ordained for you. You are serving them when you actually live out your own nature. That's on the practical side of the ultimate rebellion. And that is in no way am I discounting how hard it is just on that practical sense to listen and live out your swadharma. But on the profound side of things, it's an equation of a different proportion of realizing who you are. That is not done in a five, six minute episode on YouTube. That is through daily reflection. The three practices of Vedanta are to question everything, to not take anything for granted, and to reflect and study daily. It might be a few minutes. It might be St. Augustine. It might be Socrates. It might be the Buddha. It might be Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. But daily reflection is required for transformation within the philosophy of, of Vedanta. And as the Rig Veda famously says, truth is one sages call it by many names. So what appeals to you might be very different than what we talk about in many of these episodes. And that is a very stark contrast from east to west. Within Vedanta, there are as many paths to the divine as there are people on earth. This is not some dogmatic, dictatorial philosophy where everybody should be into this. There is no concept of being a missionary and needing to convert people. This will appeal to one in 10,000 people. But that practice, those practices, those are for everyone to question everything, to not take anything for granted, to study and reflect daily. And if we do those things, then living out our nature, living out our swadharma becomes natural. And realizing who we really are beyond these cover lives that we live, it also becomes natural. Where the ultimate rebellion feels like the only path that makes sense. That is today's episode on the Daily Vedantic. We'll see you next time.